Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Australia all around the world on TuneIn Radio app. And we are broadcasting oh, TuneIn live. Radio? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, hey, you said all around the world. I'm thinking most people are listening via transmitter, but then no. If they have the TuneIn app, they can listen on Pluto. Well, maybe not Pluto, but, <laughs> that's a bit, but Timbuktu. They could get us in Timbuktu, which P.S. is a real place. Of course it is, in the middle of Sahara Desert. Yeah, in, is it in Mali? I think it's in Mali, it's, isn't it? Yeah, somewhere yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Because I, I recently made that claim. I said something about, you know, Timbuktu. Because we always think of Timbuktu as being like a place really far away. And someone was like, oh, that's really funny how you use like an imaginary place. And I'm like... It's not imaginary. It's for real. Yeah. <laughs> is it on your bucket list? Oh, absolutely. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> How am I not surprised? Lyle, if I haven't been there, it's on my bucket list. You know this. Really. <laughs> Lyle, I'm so pleased because uh, during our song break, I asked you what you thought the quiz answer was and you are so far off and I'm so happy about that. <laughs> but let me hit you with a new clue. This is a what book am I quiz. And I'm just going to quickly give you the first clue again. This book tells that God made husband and wife one because he was seeking godly offspring. And our second clue is a quote. Mm-hmm. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. See, I will send you the prophet oh, Elijah exactly before the great and dreadful day of ah, the Lord easy comes. Peasy. And there's you the smug started, face. You should have started with that clue. There's the smug lie. If you think you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And we will send you the prize. We'll send you a Melissa Otto CD album. But you know album. what? What? I have no idea. And I have read this book a number of times. I yeah. have no idea. I, and I still have... I, I've got... Does it seriously say that first clue in that book? It must. I'll I'll I'll, I'll cross reference it. I would break. never have guessed that <laughs> ever. It was just like, and hey, I'm still sitting here thinking, seriously. I did tell you. Seriously? It was, I did tell you it was going to get harder, didn't okay, I? Did. I warned you. I warned you. If we do two quizzes in one day, the second's always going to be a bit harder. Hey, guess what? We had someone call in for this one. No, 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 no. no. You said, guess what? And I already know the answer. Oh. <laughs> we had someone message us on, on, is it Facebook? I don't know. You yeah. tell me. I think someone messaged us on Facebook and I'm really excited because we're going to oh, answer Oh, yeah, 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 that, 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 yeah. No, 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 oh, no, no, before no. we get there, before oh, okay, we get there. Okay, okay, okay. You were wrong. I was wrong. What yeah. am I guessing what? What? Uh, you know how we had markers on a little while back? Yeah. We're talking about finances and yes. about being debt free and all that kind of Something stuff. Something we all need to work on. Yes. Okay. As of, as of, let me think, uh, as of Friday. Uh-huh. I'll put Friday on it, right? Okay. As of Friday, Shell and I own our first house forever in the history of our life, debt-free. Oh, congratulations. Yes. It's on the back of my truck. <laughs> 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 We've never owned a house before and we own that one and it is debt-free, which is cool. Oh, well, praise the Lord for that. Yes. Yeah, well, we, we are going to have Marcus, Pastor Marcus Mundell, back um, from Life Ministries. We're going to have him back on the show. We, we were discussing in the song break. It'd be so wonderful and such a benefit for our listeners. Oh, by the way, our house is, um, if you're wondering, 13 feet long. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tiny house, <laughs> tiny, cute house. Yeah, a whole tiny house movement is taking off. Yeah, so we're going to have Marcus back, Pastor Marcus back, and he's going to, I think we're going to do an ongoing segment with him, you know, teaching us about money, which I think is very much needed, especially here in Australia, where we just learned 85% of us um, live beyond our means. We're spending mm-hmm. more than we're making. That shocked me. It's, yeah, it's not sustainable. So, And the good thing about my house is I did the whole thing debt-free. Amen. It might only be 13 feet long, but I did the whole thing completely debt-free. Amen to that.
Now, the other good news I've had today was we did indeed have someone message us on Facebook and ask us a question. And usually we do save the question for the day or the Q of the D, as I like to call it, for a segment later in the show. But he asked such a corker of a question. It's such a big one. We're actually going to launch our Encounter with God segment with this question. Absolutely. This is uh, Paul in Queensland has sent this question through. And his question is uh, in relationship to, to Colossians chapter 2 and six, verse 16 and why it is we talk about the Sabbath. So maybe we should... Um, maybe we should read out the question as yeah, it was written. Because I think it was a great to, question. Um, where's, where's our producer Michael with our, with our phone, our Facebook phone, so we can have a look at that question? Because you know what? It is a, it is a big question. And uh, it's such a special question um, because it does relate to very special belief that we personally here at Faith FM hold very dear. Sure. Now, Paul says, good morning. I love the radio station program. the Bible says, but anyway. Absolutely. I love the radio program and everything about it, but there is one thing that I don't understand why the pastors are insisting on Sabbath worship. I still do listen to the station though, but when you read Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 to 23, it is written that we are free from all these and we must live for Christ. However, I do appreciate the teaching and prayers and I'll definitely keep listening. God bless brethren. God bless you, Paul Sapolin. Sapolin, I hope I'm saying that right. I really appreciate you writing in. Lyle, let's mm-hmm. dive into that. What, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he's absolutely correct in what he says in relationship to Colossians chapter 2 and what it says about the Sabbath. Okay, so he's not misquoting the Bible. He is not misquoting the Bible. Okay, we don't need to throw the Bible at him. He's right nope, there. He is, he, he is right there. So why don't, we, why don't we flick over there very quickly and read what it says. And we're going to pull out the, because uh, rather than reading the whole passage, that would be kind of long. We're going to focus in on the section that talks about the Sabbath and the law and it starts in verse 14. We're going to, uh, um, this is probably the best of it right here. Oh, my phone is about to, my battery is about to die, which has my Bible on it. But anyway, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Doesn't the Bible say there that we had, that the law has been nailed to the cross? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Why don't you keep reading for us? I could keep reading for you, but I have no idea where we are. Uh, we're in Colossians 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse... Uh, 14 we just read 14 okay so it is Monday he cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross in this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross okay keep going so don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or sabbaths For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Okay, there you go. Well, let's stop there for a moment. That's the the best of it. That's the best of the passage. Uh, For homework, you can read the rest of the chapter. It is a fantastic chapter right here. So, Mon, here's a couple of questions for you. Uh Uh-huh. The Bible's quite clear. No one should judge you in relationship to Sabbath days, right? It it does say that. So then Paul is right on the money. Isn't that so? It does say, you know, for not celebrating certain holidays or Sabbaths. It does, yeah. So does that mean celebrating them is there's no point? This is a really good question. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at a number of things. First of all, we're going to consider whether the Sabbath... No, first of all, we're going to dis- consider whether the law of God was done away with. Okay. Then we're going to consider whether the Sabbath was done away with. Okay. And then we're going to consider what it is that um, the Bible is actually talking about in this particular passage Right here, and why, why does the Bible say this? Because you could make a claim from this passage that the Bible is contradicting itself. You absolutely could. All right, so let's, let's look at, at, at the law first of all. So if we go back to verse 14, 
right? Uh-huh. In verse 14, it says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Now, the word ordinance means law, right? What does it say in your translation? He says It says he cancelled the record of the charges. Okay. Uh, so he kind of cancelled it out, so to speak. Yeah. And then, and then keep reading. And took it away by nailing it to the cross. Okay, so the first question that we have to ask is, has God's law, and of course the Sabbath is a part of God's law, right? Mm-hmm. Has God's law been nailed to the cross? Mm, do you know what? I, I'm always scared to say yes because if you think about it, we need God's law, the Ten Commandments. If they I'm, were nailed I'm glad to the you're cross, scared to say yes. Yeah, because if they were done away with, we'd be pre- living in a pretty lawless world right now, which is kind of scary because the laws actually keep us safe. Like I want there to be a law saying thou shalt not murder because I don't want to get murdered. And I don't want anyone else that I, I love to be murdered. So sure. I'm kind of glad that law exists, both yeah. in God's law and in just our local government Okay, laws. so if that law is still there, thou shalt not murder, does that then mean that the uh, thou shalt not murder stays but the Sabbath goes? No, I think... Can, it, can you do that? Would no, that be, would that be it's logic? a package deal. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that. The, the, the Ten Commandments are a package deal. Okay, let me read you what the Bible says. The Bible says in Romans 3 verse 31, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. Okay. So Paul is super clear right here that we do not make the void the law through faith. Okay. okay. It's, 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 it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We establish the law of God. So here's the problem. If in Colossians chapter 2 he says the law is nailed to the cross and done away with, and if in Romans chapter 3 he says that uh, God forbid that anyone do away with the law, that sounds like a contradiction, right? Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. So whenever you find something that is an apparent contradiction in the Bible, it is an indication that maybe there's more to this story than just a surf- what is just a surface reading will give to you. And we're going to come back and we're going to look at more of the story in about 10 seconds from now. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so here's the next, the next question that comes up. If the law has not been done away with, Mm-hmm. And the law is still there, and the law is a good thing. Everything in the law is good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the Sabbath? So let's consider the history of the Sabbath for a moment. When was the Sabbath given? Was the Sabbath given uh, to Moses at the time of Moses? I mean, it was given to Moses, but it wasn't established did, at the time of did Moses. Did it exist before the time of Moses? Yeah, they were all keeping the Sabbath. Yeah. In fact, who was the first person to ever keep the Sabbath? I mean, it would have been God himself, surely. That's exactly right. And you'll find that in Genesis chapter 2. Why don't you find, why don't you turn over there? Genesis chapter 2 and verse 1, 2, and 3. You can't get much closer to the beginning of the Bible than this. And this is the first reference anywhere in the Bible to God's law. Okay, so Genesis chapter 2, two yeah. and verse 2 says... On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work, and he, God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Okay, so God declares the Sabbath holy right there at the beginning. In, uh, the, the, in, in the original uh, Hebrew, it actually says he sanctified it. He set it apart for a holy use. So he takes Adam, the Bible says, and Eve and places in the garden and sets them to work and gives them you know, a day off every Sabbath. And you'll find that you know, the Sabbath exists you know, long before 
um, God gives it on Mount Sinai. So the Sabbath begins at creation. It's the first reference to the law, and it's the one part of the law that is given to us before, given to us in, in you know, spoken before uh, sin comes into the world. So it predates sin. Oh, yeah. That, wow. That puts it, out of all the Ten Commandments, that puts it in a very unique position. Then you can continue on from there, and what you'll find is that right down through history, um, it was repeated at Sinai, of course. You know, God begins with the words, remember, remember the Sabbath day. When you, you when you want to remind something about somebody that already exists, like, like I remember such and such. Mm-hmm. That's because it all, was already there. Yeah, you can't yeah. remember something that you never happened exactly. before. So it's repeated at Mount Sinai. It's kept got by God's people down through history. Okay, but what about Jesus? The Bible says, if we go over to Luke, why don't you go over to Luke chapter 4 for me? Uh, Luke chapter 4, and uh, we'll go down to verse 16. What was Jesus' habit? And while you're turning there, let me ask you this question. Can you ever go wrong by following the example of Jesus? Okay, so Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, was it? That's the one. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. Okay, he went there as usual. So what was his habit? To go and worship on Sabbath. Okay, so Jesus was somebody who went to worship on Sabbath. um, And if it was good enough for Jesus to go to church on Sabbath, it's good enough for me to go to church on Sabbath. Amen to that. Yeah. Okay, what about the disciples then? Did the disciples keep the Sabbath after... Jesus had died because we read this passage here. Well, maybe it was finished at the cross. Maybe it was nailed to the cross. Did uh, did, it, did the disciples keep it after Jesus had died? Yeah, because if it was nailed to the cross, there wouldn't have been any point for the disciples to keep it, right? Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't have kept the Sabbath. Imagine the furor that that would have created. They had enough trouble getting rid of circumcision. Imagine if they had tried to get rid, rid of the, the Sabbath. Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is part of the Ten Commandments. Circumcision was never part of the Ten Commandments. But the Sabbath was. Mm-hmm. That would have created the most massive furor ever. You don't find that anywhere in Scripture. What you do find in Scripture, and particularly the book of Acts, is the only day of worship ever kept is the Sabbath day. Okay. Let me give you a really good example. If you can read about it in um, Acts chapter 13, this whole story, they go to Antioch and Pisidia. And there, they uh, they gather. To, they they go to the synagogue and they start teaching in the synagogue about Jesus Christ. And they do that on the Sabbath day, and that's what you would expect, isn't it? Because that's where the Jewish people are. Mm-hmm. Then, the Jewish people are not so keen on the teachings of Paul, but the Gentiles want to hear about it. And so the Gentiles come to them and they're like, we want you to teach us about Jesus Christ. And guess which way the Gentiles choose, which which day they choose for Paul to teach them about Jesus Christ on? It wasn't Wednesday. No, it was the Sabbath day. <laughs> of course. Now, this was a work day for Gentile people. They kept Sunday because Sunday was the day of the sun. They honoured the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was universal in the pagan world. Sun, uh, Sunday, of course, is of um, purely pagan origins found nowhere in Scripture. There are nine references in the Bible to the first day of the week, and none of them have anything to do with uh, the first day of the week being a day of worship. And so, um, and of course, hey, if you've got questions or thoughts or comments you'd like to make, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. This is a great subject to uh, call in and and talk to us about, have a chat about. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And so for the Gentiles, then, this is a highly inconvenient thing for them to do, is to say, preach to us next Sabbath. Mm. But they recognize that the Sabbath is the day of worship for the Christian church. And so that's why they ask, preach to us on the Sabbath day. So even they recognize that it wasn't done away with. Yes. Okay, so then we continue on from there and we find that Jesus commanded 
that the Sabbath be kept all the way until the end of time. He did? He did. Let me ask you, Matthew 24, very, very famous uh, chapter in the Bible, uh, the second longest recorded sermon by Jesus Christ. What's Matthew 24 all about? Eschatology. What? I learned that. I learned that word all last week. We kept going back to this word eschatology. Did I get it right? Did I say it right? You did. Oh yes, and it means end time events. Okay, so end time uh-huh. events. So end time events are a long time after the cross of Christ, wouldn't you say? Yes, a long, long time. Okay, long, long, okay, so eschatology. So Matthew 24 is all about the signs that Jesus is coming back, the events of the return of Jesus Christ, one of the most one of my favorite chapters of the Bible, one of the most exciting chapters that there is. And guess what Jesus says right in the middle of that chapter to people who are living at the end of time? Whatever it was, it must have been very important. He says, but pray that your flight, because he talks about, you know, there'll be dangerous times and times you have to run for your life. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, pray that your flight, or when you run for your life, is not in the winter. That's kind of obvious. Neither on the Sabbath day. Ah, because he's just presuming that we're going to be keeping the Ten Commandments. He's telling us to be keeping the Ten Commandments, praying that you can keep the Ten Commandments. A little bit hard to pray that prayer if you don't keep the Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm, That's true. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Okay, so Jesus is very, very clear that the Sabbath was to be kept and he commanded that the Sabbath be kept all the way down to the very, very end of time. And let me show you one even better. Go to Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66. Right in the middle of the Bible you find the book of Isaiah. And if you go to the end of that book, the last chapter of that book, and I want you to go to the last couple of verses. Mm-hmm. Read those for me. Like verse 22? Mm-hmm. As surely as my new heavens and earth will remain, so will you always be my people. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. What's the context here? What is it, what is it actually talking about? What, what geographical location is it talking about? Uh, heavens and earth? Like yeah, the, whole the new thing? heavens and earth. New, oh, yeah, sorry, new heavens and earth. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, keep reading. Uh, so you will always be my people with a name that will never disappear, says the Lord. All humanity will come to worship me from week to week and from month to month. And as they go out, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me. For the worms that devour them will never die and the fire that burns them will never go out. All who pass by will view them with utter horror. Okay, so that's an interesting verse. Let me actually read that one from the... Uh from the King James Version, which is a much more literal translation and much less interpretive. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it says in verse 23, It shall come to pass that from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, says the Lord. Hey. Okay, so here's what you've got. The Sabbath was given at creation. Mm -hmm. It was repeated at Mount Sinai. It Mm -hmm. was kept by God's people down through history. Jesus set us an example by keeping it and then commanding that it be kept to the end of time. The disciples kept the Sabbath, and the Bible says that it would be kept for all eternity. Wow. So why then would there be this sudden thing like, okay, we're not going to worry about this for a small 2,000-year gap where you can go keep Sunday or any other day that you choose? That's a really good question. Why would God be consistent? Yeah, Okay, so these are questions that we need to ask. And when you find that the Bible says that, you know, clearly Jesus commanded this be kept right down to the end of time, is Paul then, in the book of Colossians, contradicting what Jesus said? When Jesus says it's important and Paul says, "Ah, it's not important, don't let anyone judge you in relationship to that. It doesn't sound quite right, does it? No. And here's a problem that you will find in the Bible. 
there are a number of different laws in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And when people confuse those laws together, you get all kinds of issues. For instance, there are laws in the Bible that carry the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So as a Christian, if there's a, if there's a law that carries the death penalty, if somebody breaks one of those laws, why don't you go and... Um, execute that person. You know, this is a really good question. We need to have answers to these questions. And we'll be back after this break to answer the, all of these questions for you. You're going to be amazed how it all comes together. This is Michael Yazazi, I believe. I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night A candle glows I believe for everyone who goes astray Someone will come to show the way Yes, I Smallest prayer will still be heard, and I believe that someone in the great somewhere. Welcome back, everybody. That was Michael Yazaski uh, with I Believe. I'm very impressed with your pronunciation of that surname. I saw that song up there and I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to announce that song. You're just going to say, oh, this is Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is hey, a great listen song. listen to something from Mick. <laughs> Our mate Mick coming up. Oh, speaking of – no, she's not speaking of anything. Um, Lyle. Yes. I'm going to ask you. Are actually supposed to speak of things on the radio? Yeah, no. no I, I was about to. I was about to link it and give it a, a clue that I wasn't supposed to give. So I'm trying to pretend that I didn't just accidentally almost give an extra clue. Okay, let's hurry this up because I have so many good things I want to talk about right here. Okay, 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 okay. So what book am I? Our next clue is: This book was written after the Jews had returned from Babylon and rebuilt the wall around Jerusalem. If okay. you think you know the answer, if you think you know what book that is, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM. That's about two of those books. Oh, not many of them anyway. Okay, so getting back to what we were talking about. The Bible says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Uh-huh. And then in other places, the Bible says that there is a penalty for committing adultery, which is the death penalty. Uh-huh. So do you execute everybody you find who has committed adultery? I mean, I'm sure some wives out there would love that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, we uh, won't go there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I certainly do not want to be in, in charge of executing anyone, no. So does that then indicate to you that possibly some of the laws of the Bible have been done away with? 
Yes. And yet the Bible says that some of the laws are very, very clearly still there because what it says in Romans chapter 3, where do we make void the law through faith? Do we do away with the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so clearly there are some laws that have been done away with and clearly there are some laws that are still in place. Isn't that so? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's run through them very quickly. You have um, the Ten Commandments, which is the eternal constitution of the government of God. Mm -hmm. It's what defines what sin is. Without that law, there is no such thing as sin. That's so eternal that Jesus Christ had to give his life rather than do away with that law. Okay, then you have um, the laws of the theocracy. Mm-hmm. So these are the civil laws of ancient Israel. The civil laws of ancient Israel begin with the time of Moses and end with the Babylonian invasion. And that's where you find the civil penalties, uh, which include, um, in extreme circumstances, uh, the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have the laws of health and hygiene. Yeah. Pretty stupid if you don't follow those. Yeah. That's just like common sense. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, what's called the ceremonial law. Okay. The ceremonial law begins after sin because it involves the sacrifice of animals and death does not exist before sin. Mm-hmm. It points forward to Jesus Christ and so it ends with the cross of Christ. Jesus dies on Calvary. The veil of the temple, you know, the, the centerpiece of the temple, is torn in two from the top to the bottom supernaturally by God to demonstrate the ceremonial law is over, it's come to an end. Okay. Are we clear so far? Yeah. So a bunch of different laws. Yes. And the ceremonial law is the one that was... Done away with. Done away with. Okay. So what we need to do now is illustrate this from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me illustrate it for you very quickly. The Ten Commandments were spoken by God. Guess who the ceremonial law was spoken by? Not God. Moses. Yes. Uh, the Ten Commandments were written by God and the ceremonial law was written by... Moses. The Ten Commandments were written in stone and the ceremonial law was written in a... Book. Uh, the Ten Commandments were placed in the Ark. They were the centerpiece of the Ark and the purpose for which the Ark was built and the ceremonial Oh, they law. were placed in the side of the Ark. That's mm-hmm. right. The Ten Commandments were established before sin. They are eternal. And the ceremonials were very much established after sin had entered the because world. Because they involved death. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says that the ceremonial law is holy, just, and good, and the ceremonial law... Uh, I think Hebrew says it's changeable, weak, and unprofitable, which yes. is pretty scathing review. <laughs> you will find that in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 12 and 18. The Bible says that the Ten Commandments is everlasting and the ceremonial law finished at the cross. Which is the verse that Paul asked us about. That's right. And the Bible says the Ten Commandments are a law of liberty and a royal law. In contrast, the Bible says that the ceremonial law was... It's against us. It's contrary to us. That's exactly right. So there's a very clear um, contrast between Mm -hmm. these two laws, one that is eternal and one that was nailed to the cross. Let's go over to Colossians 2 very quickly, and let's review what the Bible says over here in Colossians chapter 2 just so that we can get our context correct. So Colossians chapter 2... And we will go to uh, down here to verse 16. And while we're in verse 16, I'm going to ask you some questions. Mm -hmm. Let no man therefore judge you in meat. Was there anything in the Ten Commandments about food? No. But you go to the ceremonial law and they had food offerings. Mm. 
or in drink. Is there anything in the Ten Commandments about drink? No. But there are drink offerings in the ceremonial law. Uh, or in respect of a holy day. That's another word for a festival. Is there anything in the Ten Commandments about festivals or feast days? No. No, but there is in the ceremonial law or, or of the new moon. Anything in the Ten Commandments about the new moon? No. No. So this is the whole context here is the ceremonial law, isn't it? Yeah, it's clearly referencing ceremonial laws. Okay, and then it goes on, or of the Sabbath day. Anything in the Ten Commandments about the Sabbath? Yes. Yes. Anything in the ceremonial law about the Sabbath? No. Yes. Oh, there is? Yes. Oh. Okay, uh-oh. so here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Both the ceremonial law and the Ten Commandments have Sabbaths. Sabbaths. Okay, so the Ten Commandments actually only has one. Okay, yeah. Which is the seventh day Sabbath. The ceremonial law has seven Sabbaths. Seven different Sabbaths? Yeah, seven of them. You can find them in Leviticus. So there's one Sabbath in the Ten Commandments, the fourth commandment. That's right. And then which in you the keep ceremon- on a weekly basis. Keep on a weekly basis. And then in the ceremonial law, there's multiple Sabbaths. There's like seven different Sabbaths. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and you can read all about them in Leviticus chapter 23. Uh, let me just even find one very quickly. Um, you know, verse 15, you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you bought the sheaf of the wave offering. Seventh Sabbath shall be complete unto the morrow uh, after the seventh day, shall you number 50 days and so forth. Uh, let me find another one here. Is that, is it, there's, a, there's a better one. They sound like it had something to do with agriculture or something. Oh, they do. It follows an ag- they had an agricultural calendar. Oh. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying in the seventh month... So we would call that July. They didn't. Mm-hmm. In the first day of the month, we would call that the first of July. Mm-hmm. Shall you have a Sabbath? What day of the week is the first of July? It changes every year. Exactly. So this was the difference between the ceremonial Sabbaths and the weekly Sabbaths. The weekly Sabbath is a part of the Ten Commandments of God. It is eternal. Okay. Unchangeable. Mm-hmm. The, the ceremonial Sabbaths, uh, it falls on a day, not a date. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a day of the week. The ceremonial Sabbaths fell on a date. Therefore, they could be on any day. And both laws have Sabbaths. It is the ceremonial Sabbaths that pointed forward to what Jesus would do on the cross that have been done away with, not the seventh-day Sabbath that points back to creation that is a part of the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Okay, so two very, very different Sabbaths here. We hope that's answered your question, Paul. Thank you so much for writing that one in. Yeah, it was uh, a really good question. Yeah, I, 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 I hope that more people are inspired to write more questions in. And, Paul, if you've got more questions on this subject, we would love to answer them for you. Absolutely. So here's, here's a couple of, a couple of points. I'll just finish off with Go this on. real quick. Okay. The seventh-day Sabbath is for us. The Bible says the ceremonial one is against us. Uh, the Bible says that the ceremonial one is changeable, and the Bible says the seventh-day one is unchangeable. Um, then we find that the Bible says that the ceremonial Sabbath is a shadow or a type, whereas the Ten Commandments Sabbath is a commandment. These are two very, very different Sabbaths. Two very different Sabbaths. If you have a question, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We could answer it for our question of the day segment. But or like today, if it's a big one, we can actually do our entire Bible study for you on the question. 1-800-FAITH-FM, that's our number, but we're not going to have Chelsea Moon and her band...
FM Australia, you're listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. We are broadcasting live from Big Camp and Stewart's Point, and I'm going to hit you with another clue for our no, quiz. We've got two quizzes today because somebody got the first one so fast, so we got, got straight second, off the bat. A second chance to win. So this something. is a what book am I, I this quiz? Is a, this is a, it's a Big Camp special, isn't it? It's a Big Camp special. It's a little bit quiz, harder than the quiz usual. Just, the quiz just keeps going. Yeah, we're, look, we're surrounded by people who love the Bible, and I think they should know this because this yes. is what book am I? It's one of the books of the Bible so that's already like down, you know. It's out of 66 books. Yeah. Okay. Clue number three. Sorry, clue number four. 
This book tells that people were robbing God in their tithes and offerings. Mm. Mm. Okay. People were robbing God in their tithes and offerings. If you think you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. If you get it right, we will send you a Melissa Otto CD album. Hey, guess what? What's it's happening on Wednesday? I think I know what's happening on Wednesday. Lyle, you're not going to surprise Wednesday. me. It's right. Anzac Day. Anzac Day. I like Anzac Day. It's a very special day when we remember all those people who um, served our country and particularly those who gave their lives in the service of our country. A very, very uh, solemn time, but it's an important time for us to remember and never, ever, ever to forget the sacrifice that so many people have made. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you are wondering, right here in Stuart's Point at the Big Camp, we're going to have a dawn service, a mm-hmm. uh, very special dawn service. And so if you're in the local area, we would like to invite you to come along and join us right here in, in, at Stuart's Point. I, you know, when I was younger, I did used to think that Anzac Day has something to do with Anzac cookies. It does, doesn't it? Uh, do you know what? I don't know because I, I'm, a, I'm a German and I grew up in a German household within Australia. And mm-hmm. so we didn't really particularly... Uh, know much about Anzac because that's you know Australian history, mm-hmm. and um, and I didn't like Anzac cookies, so I thought the day was a bit of a ripoff. <laughs> but what does that have to do with it? Yeah, well, uh, <clears throat> I like Anzac. Bis- I don't know whether they have anything to do with uh, with Anzac Day or not, but I certainly like um, Anzac biggies. And I always thought they had something to do with um, Anzac Day, but um, maybe you know. Maybe you've got an answer. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843. We would love to find out. Do Anzac Biggies have anything to do with Anzac Day? Mm, Teach us some history. Okay, so somebody sent in with a question, and the question of the day is, why, or sorry, how did the Sabbath change from Sabbath to Sunday after the death of Jesus? There's a very, this is a historical question. Um, There is nothing in the Bible about it. No change of the Sabbath in the Bible because it did not change until several hundred years after the time of Christ. And you can look this up. It's uh, easily available in history. And it was changed by people who recognized that the entire world worshipped on Sunday except for Christians and Jews. And Jews had rebelled against the Roman Empire and they were kind of on the nose and um, you know, people wanted to be as, as, as non-Jewish as possible and Christianity was seen as a ver- version of Judaism. And if you became a Christian, it's like, oh, you became a Jew and um, we don't really like Jews at the moment. There was a very strong anti-Semitic feel um, in the world uh, after the destruction of Jerusalem. And so there were some Christians who got together and they said, you know, why don't we do this? Why don't we make our Sabbath day a special day of fasting and praying to win people to Jesus Christ? And then on Sunday, while all of the pagans are having their day off, let's make that our day of um, of, of of having an evangelistic program. And we will have you know a big feast, invite everybody along, everybody loves food, and uh, come and enjoy some good food, some good fellowship, and some good study of the Bible. And so that's what they did. But which one of those two days do you think they enjoyed the most? Fast day or feast day? Oh, feast day. Come on now. Yes. And so over time, so that's the origin of the two-day weekend. But over time, um, it gradually moved over and the Sabbath day was faded out, even though it's right there in the Ten Commandments. It didn't fade out everywhere. The Sabbath has always been kept all down through the history right until now. If you have a question, 1-800-FAITH-FM will answer that as question of the day. This is Blue Eye Highway, Wondrous Love. What 
wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul. What a wondrous love is this, O oh my soul. What a wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that calls the Lord a bliss. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown, Christ laid aside his crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity, I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? Love is this. What wondrous love is this, O my soul? Love is this. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord is this to bear the dreadful curse for my soul? For my curse to bear the dreadful curse. For my soul. Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. And if you've been hearing some noises in the background, it is because we are broadcasting. We're not here. We're not, we're not, we're not in the studio. We, we are, are we are there. We're at the beach. Yes, we are. So <laughs> we good. are broadcasting live from Big Camp. And you're, of course, very Stewart's welcome Point. to join Stewart's us. Point, New South Wales. Yes. If you don't know where that is, Google Maps is your friend. Absolutely. And you can uh, you can actually come along and join us because, you know, we did interview uh, the pastor today who was just all about financial um, security. So interesting. Very interesting. And we have the, uh, the Anzac Day dawn service coming up on Wednesday. And you can come and join us at any time. It is 250 Grassy Head Road in Stewart's Point at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre. Okay, and of course there are about 2,500 other people who are here uh, right now who have all come together to study the, the, the Word of God together, which is always so much fun to be able to do it with um, others and 
wonderful children's programs and kids programs and teen programs and, and friends and yeah, it's just amazing. We have we I mean we have workshops for the adults, but we also have speakers. And one of the speakers is uh, in from America. His name's Clifford Goldstein. And yes. today our giveaway, let's give away one of Clifford Goldstein's books. Why not? Why not? This is Life Without Limits. It's a wonderful book written by Clifford Goldstein, who you can come and see speak live at Stewart's Head Convention Centre. Uh, if you would like to have this book, be the first person to call through 1-800-324-843. It's 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us 0491-064-669 and you can get a copy of this wonderful Clifford Goldstein book. Or shoot us a message on Facebook. Facebook, indeed. Facebook. A lot of people love contacting us via Facebook. Yeah, there's so much Facebook. to talk about here yeah. at Big Campus. Like, why does the radio program have to end now? But yeah. unfortunately, we are going to have to take a break and we will be joining you again tomorrow morning with The Breakfast Show live from Big Camp. We're going to be here all week. And so you might hear a few people walking past in the background and squeaky doors. Splashing and squeaky in the sea. Chairs. and Yeah, all that yeah. Kind of stuff. Well, we'll see you after the 7 o'clock news tomorrow morning. This is Keith and Kristen Getty. The Power of the Cross. And stay tuned because there is more great programming coming up right after this.